This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Astrology Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana, and today we are going to be discussing the lunar nodes in astrology. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about this today because I feel like it's such a great point in the chart to discuss, especially when you think about the fact that everyone wants to know kind of like what is my destiny or what am I meant to be doing or what's my purpose? What's my spiritual direction? I actually get a lot of messages on social media and even emails sometimes asking me <laughs> about this and like whether or not there are places in the chart that talk about that or people telling me that they have issues with discovering what their direction should be or what their purpose in life is. Um, and if you are that person, definitely uh, stay tuned to the end because um, there's something more we can do about that. But anyhow, let's talk about the lunar nodes. So the lunar nodes are also known as the nodes of destiny or the nodes of fate. And they're not planets. They're points used to determine a person's destiny and what they were in past lifetimes or like what they're natural affinity is, what they bring into this life. Um, so a person's destiny would be like their north node and their south node would be like what they were in a past lifetime, what they come into this life with. Um, people born with the same north node, south node axis are typically part of the same soul tribe. They're here to learn the same spiritual lessons, but most likely in like different areas of life. For example, a lot of my friends all have the same lunar nodes that I have, but they have it in a different house or something like that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what these things can indicate. So the south node is typically like your comfort zone, your skills or modes of being that come naturally to you or something that you're very focused on. And your north node is outside of your comfort zone. It's going to feel most likely completely foreign to you. It's going to be like the lessons that you need to learn during this spiritual incarnation for more fulfillment and happiness. And it's likely that events in your life are going to force you to confront like the karmic imbalances at play within these nodal axis points. If we rely too much on our south node and don't develop our north node, it tends to leave, uh, lead to problems or we experience a lack of fulfillment. And Honestly, the issues of the nodal axis really come into play around the Saturn return. So think like late 20s, early 30s, sometimes earlier. It really just depends like what house they land in. That could play out a little earlier and give you trouble earlier. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit deeper about the south nodes. So the south node reveals challenges and gifts that we bring from previous lifetimes and if you don't believe in a previous lifetime then you could think of this as like your childhood or the skills you learned from your parents or things that your parents emphasized were important 
and what you kind of like habitually think of as a focal point in your life. It's our comfort zone. It's our natural abilities. And fear is also something that's associated with the South Node issues. It's this point that we sort of associate with deep insecurity. And often you see that people really want what's at their South Node. Like we want the qualities there, especially like whatever house it's placed in. We're going to be very preoccupied with that. Um, but the problem is that we can't really find success in that area unless we develop the qualities of the North Node. And we're probably going to resist developing those qualities quite a bit before we really start to get it, uh, especially if we're not aware of what's happening here. Um, and, you know, this is something that I want to talk about a little bit is the fact that there is this set of balances with opposing signs that happen in everybody's birth chart. Whether you're talking about North Node or Lunar Node axis points, whether you're talking about the IC or the MC, whether you're talking about the 4th house or the 10th house or the 3rd house or the, uh, or the ninth house or the 6th house or the 12th house, um, you will find that all of these things influence one another. And whatever you have going on in one area, if you look directly across your chart to the other area, you will find that very likely that other thing is influencing the other side of whatever's opposing it. Um, and this definitely is applicable when it comes to the lunar nodes, but it really is applicable to like every house in your chart when you look at one house and then its opposing house and what signs and planets are there. You really will start to see the balances or imbalances in your life and kind of what you can do if you're having trouble in one area. Okay, so that's my tangent over. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the North Node. So the North Node represents our karmic paths. It's our life's purpose. It's our spiritual purpose, if you will. And it's lessons that we come to this life to learn and like what exactly should we be aiming toward? Sometimes that's something very material and sometimes it's not material at all. Sometimes it's releasing materialism. Uh, it really depends on what your lunar node axis is and what houses they land in, whether or not they're going to be something a little more internal and spiritual or whether they're going to be something like very much on this material plane. Uh, so it really represents our potential for growth and it can indicate areas of life where we feel really uncertain or just like out of our element. And all of us need to develop the qualities of our North Node. And we usually meet people within our lifetime that help us confront the issues required to develop those qualities. It just sort of happens that way. Um, you may find that, again, you, everyone you know, if you look at everybody's birth chart, you're either surrounded by people who are have the opposite lunar axis from you or they have the same lunar axis and you're all kind of learning the same sort of lessons about life. Um, you're coming from the same mindset and having to really develop that other sort of op uh, equal opposing uh, qualities that maybe are foreign to you. And this is something I see time and time and time again, and again, even in my own life. Okay, so we're going to go through the North Node placements because it's going to take a minute. There are quite a lot of combinations here. Um, and obviously, you might have your North Node in a particular sign, but maybe not in the house. So you want to listen for both of those. So 
starting with Aries, if you have your North Node in Aries, or if your North Node is in the first house, or if you have your South Node in Libra, or if your South Node is in the seventh house, you're going to be dealing with issues of codependency or issues in close one-on-one -on -one relationships, indecisiveness, like maybe not trusting your gut instincts or speaking your desires or asserting yourself or being alone or standing alone. There's a need here to learn to love yourself, to trust your, your intuition, to be independent, to be confident, to stand alone, to find peace and be courageous and learn to lead in your life without fear. If you have your North Node in Taurus or your North Node in the second house, or if you have your South Node in Scorpio, or if your South Node is in the eighth house, you're going to be dealing with issues of finding self-worth through significant others or your family legacy, uh, to be attending to the needs of others at the expense of our own needs, and to attract intense or unstable life situations at the expense of comfort or peace. And there is a need here to discover our own values and our own worth through our own personal efforts and to enjoy more calm moments without needing to live in or create constant crises. There might be too much energy invested in supporting others and there's a need to find our worth from within and not outside of ourselves and to define goals based on our own values and work toward those diligently. If you have your North Node in Gemini, or if your North Node is in the third house, or if you have your South Node in Sagittarius, or if your South Node is in the ninth house. You're dealing with issues of stagnancy, especially in the areas of beliefs, or if you're holding on to opinions without having all the facts, tendency to be self-righteous or trample on other people's feelings or beliefs, to rush through life and not be present, to be scattered or in frantic energetic states, or to lack tact in your relationships. There could be a tendency to crack under perceived pressure or living in a fear that freedom might be stifled if we slow down just to gather information or consider the details. The need is to learn to listen and connect with others, to find the value of true communication and connection with others, and see both sides of a situation to avoid becoming stuck in one mode of thinking. We have to seek out meaningful exchange and learn that true learning in communication comes by listening to others, learning to slow down, being sensitive to social networks and politeness, and to be empathetic to the needs of others without a fear of being silenced or robbed of independence. If your North Node is in Cancer or if your North Node is in the fourth house, or if your South Node is in Capricorn or if your South Node is in the tenth house, we're dealing with issues of control, like the need to be in control or taking too much responsibility, um, to be rigid or fearful of being dependent on others. There is a need to let go here of the tendency to overmanage life and to relax perfectionism especially, idealism, standards for achievement, and to avoid living life through the eyes of society instead of our own personal achievements and emotional experience. Only when the need for control is released here will the goals that we really want manifest in our professional lives. And there's a need to work on vulnerability, to expose ourselves and our insecurities, and make time for home and family. If you have your North Node in Leo or in the fifth house, or if you have your South Node in Aquarius, or if your South Node is in the 11th house, you're dealing with issues related to 
relying on others instead of being self-sufficient, wanting to belong or blend into social groups instead of standing out as an individual, uh, being detached and distant or impersonal, uh, maybe having a fear of standing out or as you know unique or special or, or taking risks, or falling back on community or social groups at the expense of individuality. There's a need to avoid worrying about what others think about us and strike out on our own, especially when it comes to creativity. We have to make mindful efforts to be more personally invested and loving with others rather than detached or too reasonable or intellectual or disconnecting from our feelings and alienating others by overemphasizing equality or rationale or not really acknowledging the uniqueness of each person in their situation. We need to take personal risks and get in touch with our emotions and heart center rather than rationalizing them. If you have your North Node in a Virgo, or if your North Node is in the sixth house, or if your South Node is in Pisces, or if your South Node is in the twelfth house, you're dealing with issues related to avoiding dealing with the details and organization of everyday life, routines, health, and work life, and maybe avoiding forming clear goals or organizing our existence (laughs) or putting too much faith into a grand plan and then neglecting your everyday routines and tasks and errands. There's a need to develop health and practical routines, habits and schedules, and form clear goals and practice our skills and um, really to go after those in a very pragmatic way and to avoid just winging it. And until that happens, vague or confusing anxieties might plague us and give the impression that we're not really in control of our lives. And there is a lot of compassion here, but it can lead to be taken advantage of or getting used by others. So there does need to be good boundaries, limits, and order uh, to empower ourselves in our lives. Structuring our lives will bring us closer to our goals and achieving our dreams in that case. If you have your North Node in Libra, or if your North Node is in the seventh house, or if your South Node is in Aries, or if your South Node is in the first house, you're dealing with issues where you rely too much on yourself and alienate others. You might be toxically competitive or have a constant me first attitude, or take things too personally, or be impatient or hasty or impulsive. And the need here is to work on being empathetic to the needs of others, to be cooperative and tactful, and to be able to find compromise and let go of crippling self-consciousness. Fears that depending on others depending on us will steal our independence or criticize us or take away spontaneity might be issues here. People tend to want to do everything alone with displacement, but they might find that their goals are blocked until they learn to consider others or see where others are coming from and learn to collaborate and cooperate with others. If you have your North Node in Scorpio or if your North Node is in the 8th house or if you have your South Node in Taurus or if your South Node is in the 2nd house, you're dealing with issues where we might be overly self-reliant and stubborn and really just like kind of stuck in our habits. And we might cling to possessions, be fearful of change, and attempt to achieve goals through sheer force of will rather than listening to our intuition. The need here is to relax and flow with our intuition and our deeper senses and let go of the vice grip that we have on things and people in order to 
open ourselves up to transformation and change. We might be blind to others' values and worth or expect them to share our values. But in order to achieve true intimacy, we must learn to share and allow room for change to gain the comfort we're craving. The need here is to learn to take risks, to be open to feedback, and see beyond the material world and release things that don't serve us instead of just kind of sitting in them and holding on to them for the sake of comfort that doesn't really lead to any kind of growth. All right, if you have your North Node in Sagittarius, or if your North Node is in the ninth house, or if you have your South Node in Gemini, or if your South Node is in the third house, you're dealing with issues where we might overwhelm ourselves with information. We're overstimulated by communication or information, and we might lack clarity because of these things, and it cripples our ability to make effective decisions or tune into intuition because it's just swallowed by all these details of logic. And we might miss the big picture because of all of that. It might be difficult to commit to one thing, but there's a need to learn to trust the intuition here, to uncover the true meaning in our lives, to expand our horizons, to go on adventures, to be spontaneous, to be optimistic about life, to develop a system of beliefs and believe in something that doesn't really make sense, but helps bring us a sense of peace. And commit ourselves to something to truly discover its joys, to have faith in ourselves and life, and to act courageously. If you have your North Node in Capricorn, or if your North Node is in the 10th house, or if your South Node is in Cancer, or if your South Node is in the 4th house, you're dealing with issues where we have this tendency to be overly attached to the past, childhood, our parents, our roots our mother's side of the family or perhaps just our like familial line generally uh, where we might be too dependent on other people especially our family our parents we might avoid taking responsibility for our lives we might fear rejection or failure or be too focused on emotional issues the need here is to take charge of our lives to take responsibility for our actions to let go of the past and to move forward and learn to depend on ourselves and create a life that is truly independent of others, especially the family, the mother, and like something that is manifested from our own hard work. Um, the balance here is striking between emotional sensitivity and serious responsibility. And then all of a sudden you can have that career and public recognition that you probably deeply crave. And if you have your North Node in Aquarius, or if your North Node is in the 11th house, or if you have your South Node in Leo, or if your South Node is in the 5th house, you're dealing with issues where there's a tendency to be attached to dramatic or romantic situations, to be overly focused on getting what we want, or being self-centered, or maybe just resisting blending in with the group because we always want to stand out and be special. The need here is to let go of fears and relationships by allowing room for authentic expression, freedom to our partners, and to learn to accept that we're all equal and we can still be special even when we're in a community or a group. We need to learn to cultivate sensitivity to the needs of others by letting go of the desire to get what we want in the moment, to avoid taking things too personally or expect to be who we ex or expect others to be who we want them to be. And we have to learn to let go of the need for attention and drama and approach our lives with more objective logic 
and cultivate true friendships. And finally, if your North Node is in Pisces, or if your North Node is in the 12th house, or if your South Node is in Virgo, or if your South Node is in the 6th house. You're dealing with issues related to incessant worry, feelings of guilt about underperforming, lacking faith and trust in a higher plan or a grand plan, or lacking in overall faith, possibly of a spiritual or religious leaning, um, and the tendency to overanalyze or be critical of ourselves and others. The need here is to put faith in the bigger picture and the higher plan and let go of fears that we're not doing enough and to learn to love ourselves and others with more compassion, acceptance, and understanding and to be humble and feel safe knowing that we are perfectly imperfect. We have to learn to trust and develop our creativity, imagination, and capacity for compassion. So those are all of the lunar node axis axes that you may have and obviously these are just really simple definitions that could be expanded upon and there are a lot of layers that go into this not to mention if you have planets there if they land in a really pivotal house um, there are all sorts of things that could uh, influence this but this is a great starting point and it's a great thing to look at when you're trying to decide, not necessarily on career, there are definitely other houses and points that I would uh, think are a little bit more impactful when it comes to thinking about career. Sometimes this will impact career. For example, if it lands in your 10th house, it will affect your career. Or if it lands in your 6th house, it will affect your work life. If it lands in your 2nd house, it's going to affect your income. So they could definitely have an impact on things like career. But when I say spiritual calling or spiritual purpose, I'm not necessarily talking about a job. Uh, I know that we, at least in the Western world, tend to focus on that as like a spiritual thing. Of, or, or when we say, what's your calling? We tend to really think that it's going to be about your job or your whatever thing that you spend most of your time doing hopefully that makes you money hopefully that is an income of some sort it's just a tendency maybe because we have a really toxic relationship with work and productivity at least in this country um, in the United States where I live we do and so that's one thing that I would encourage you to step a little bit away from especially if you're someone who has a lunar axis that's not in a material house like if it's in your ninth house you know I mean not to say it will have nothing to do with your income but that's a very you know belief worldview travel adventure fun uh, house about learning and curiosity and connecting with people you know so you really want to break out of the idea that it's all about what job you might be doing it's not really about that um, although again, it can be it can be an influence for sure, but it might really have a lot more to do with. And even in the case that you have a lunar axis, um, that your nodal lunar node axis is landing in like a career house, like the tenth house, if it is. Even in that case, a lot of the time, that axis is so much bigger than just figuring out what your calling is or 
you know, what job you should be in. It's really a lot about internally changing your own mindset and your approach to things in that area of life. You know, as an example, if you have this career lunar node axis, which would typically be the 4th and the 10th, okay? If that is your lunar node axis, and I'm speaking from experience because I have this this particular placement, um, you know, a lot of it is resolving and dedicating time to your roots and understanding your childhood and your upbringing and your parents so that you can go out into the world and have that successful career, you know, or resolving any trauma there, right? Like, you know, any experiences, any comfort that we may need. And this is sort of incorporating the idea if there are planets there, like if you had your moon there, you would need to learn to find comfort and stability at home before you could go out into the world and be recognized for whatever your work is, you know. And sometimes, again, sometimes that 10th house of career that we always think of as work doesn't indicate career, you know. I mean, sometimes it does and it can. I'm not trying to box you in. But like, for example, if you had cancer in the 10th house, sometimes that indicates being like a stay-at-home mom, you know, and that is your purpose, you know, and that would bring you fulfillment. And that's totally fine. And at other times, you know, you have a lunar node axis and it's, it's in the like, I don't know, the seventh house, you know, and, and it's in the first house. And not to say that those things can't influence your career or your work life, but those are very, you know, relational. Like the seventh house is all about other people and the first house is all about you. So you would need to have one, a good relationship with yourself and a strong identity that is separate from others but also not let that completely consume your life because you might be wanting to lean more toward the seventh house, depending on where the North Node is, obviously. But like you could be leaning, you know, further into compromising and working with others and developing your relationships or away from that and further into developing your own identity separate from other people. And that would have really nothing to do with your career other than the fact that it might make you better at networking or better at connecting with people, or it might improve your work relationships. But inherently, it's not really talking about, you know, your career is going to be this, you know, it has nothing to do with that. But it will lead to more fulfillment and spiritual growth and happiness, ultimately, because you'll excel in those other areas. And even though this is just one point, like the lunar nodes, you know, are, are a really fun point in the chart to talk about and can really tell you a lot about what, what a person's struggling with or like what would really help them to transform their life uh, and give them more direction. But this is just one point axis of something in a person's chart. And you can do that with all of the houses, you know, one to seven, two to eight, three to nine, four to 10, five to 11, and then six to 12. And if you look at those houses as like a teeter-totter, if you put too much effort into one, the other one's going to be off balance. You know, if you put not enough into one, the other one's going to be off balance. Um, That will really give you kind of perspective about how to balance all these areas of your life, especially for people who have 
a lot of planets in one house and then nothing in the opposing house. You know, I mean, you might think, oh, that house is empty. I don't need to pay. I hate when people say that the house is empty. First of all, no house is empty. You may not have planets there, but it's still an area of your life. Um, And you might find that you're like entirely tied up with this one house that has like six planets in it or whatever. If you're one of those people uh, that has a bunch of planets in one house. But you might find that all of the difficulties you're having in that one house might be more easily resolved if you actually put in the work to work on that opposing house that you might have been ignoring. So that's my two cents on that. I hope that it helps you. And if you want to learn more about how to spiritually heal and transform your life using astrology, then you can book a call with me at the link in the description. And we can discuss if you're a good fit for my program called Embracing the Sacred Soul Blueprint where we do go through um, mostly the difficult pain points in a person's personal astrology and their natal chart. So things like Saturn, you know, do you have a painful childhood? Were these things difficult for you? Are these things tripping you up? Let's talk about it. And then we also do go through things like the lunar nodes and the uh, other points in your chart, which can really help you to one, tune into like your intuition and really stop doubting yourself and learn to trust yourself more deeply and how to, you know, approach things like happiness. What's keeping you uh, enslaved? Uh, I mean that metaphorically, hopefully, uh, you know, in this life and in what kind of, most of the time it's like a mindset, but sometimes it's like a bad habit that you have that you don't realize is keeping you stuck. Uh, and how do we look at those things? You know, how can we become more aware of those things so that they don't control us and they actually work for us instead of against us. So that's really what Embracing the Sacred Soul Blueprint is about. But if you want to learn more about that and discuss whether or not you'd be a good fit for it, book a call with me. Link in the description. I'd love to speak with you. Also, as always, I have a Patreon if you're interested in witchcraft and full and new moon reports and transit information and monthly uh, live streams about the monthly transits and how to work with those and like how they might be hitting your house and like have a more direct line to me in that capacity and also zodiac and um sabbath path workings which are more like guided meditations with a spiritual leaning that's how i like to describe them i have a bunch of those available on my patreon and i'd love to see you over there as well and you can always follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at AstroW Podcast, Instagram at Astrology Witch Podcast. I have a Facebook page called the Astrology Witch Podcast. And I now started a Facebook group called Astrology Witches, where we discuss the um, astrological transits and how we think they're showing up in our lives. So I would love to see you at any of those places. But as always, if all you do is listen, thank you so much for your support. And I hope that you guys find this helpful. And yeah, I will see you in the next episode. Have a good one.